Hi, I'm Vincent Andrasani, and this is episode 35 of The Place of Sound. Thanks very much for tuning in to this episode, and thanks also to those who've been following along through the last few episodes of the show. For those who happen to be listening for the first time, The Place of Sound is a show that explores the theme of space, or the social geography, using sound and listening. We do so through a variety of audio media formats, so you can expect to do a few different types of listening in a single show. Episodes consist of what we refer to as audio portraits, or oral history style interviews that explore the topic of home. Soundscape compositions, which use everyday sounds to communicate the personal and social significance of a given place. And we typically end the episode with a short documentary style piece that explores the place-based identity of the producer. The aim with these particular projects is to allow the producer to think about the places that made them who they are today. These are the types of projects you can expect to hear on The Place of Sound, and in this episode, all of them were produced by students here at Carleton University. They're what gets produced in Comms 4501, Digital Media Production, which is a fourth-year workshop course in the Communication and Media Studies program. Before we listen to the projects, we're going to take a quick second to hear about a documentary podcast series produced by Megan Linton, an Ottawa-based researcher and disability justice activist. The series is called Invisible Institutions, and it explores the injustices of large-scale state institutions and their effects on those who are labeled with intellectual and developmental disabilities. There are now seven episodes in the series, each of which opens up a different chapter about the history of institutionalization in Canada, showing the ways that this history still very much shapes our present. It's a timely production in light of the pandemic, and it raises questions about the ways that we do or do not care for the most vulnerable people in our society. The following is a trailer for the series, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about it, check out invisibleinstitutions.com or follow them on Twitter using the handle at INVinstitutions. prison pen pals and there's more similarities between my living situation and the living situation in a prison institution. It was like a prison and I know that sounds hyperbolic but it was. We were basically locked in our rooms completely alone. 
Introducing Invisible Institutions, a new documentary podcast exploring the horrors of large-scale state institutions for people labeled with intellectual and developmental disabilities in Canada. The host and creator, Megan Linton, is a researcher and disability justice activist investigating the unreported and invisibilized horrors of the institutional system. Join her on her journey to the grounds of current and former institutions, including interviews with survivors, community activists, and experts, as they work together to expose the exploitation, isolation, resistance, and survival facing people labeled with disabilities. Find Invisible Institutions wherever you get your podcasts. Coming February 2022. Okay, on to the projects. In this episode, we'll listen to an audio portrait, a soundscape composition, and an audio documentary. Three projects in total. The first is an audio portrait by Emma Poole titled Ryan the Nomad. It consists of an interview that Emma herself conducted with one of her closest friends, Ryan. In it, Ryan shares memories of his childhood home of Malaysia, but also of his new home here in Ottawa, a place that's allowed him to grow into the person he is today. The second project is a soundscape composition titled A Sound of Beijing by Feng Lun Jin. In this piece, Feng Lun explores the sounds of her hutong in Beijing. A hutong is a type of narrow street or alley that's commonly associated with northern Chinese cities, Beijing in particular. Using environmental sound and her own vocal narration, Feng Lun paints an evocative sonic picture that brings the listener into her neighborhood spaces. And the final piece is by Hannah Leister and is titled Growing Pains. It's a very personal piece where Hannah combines her parents' experiences migrating to Ottawa with those of her own, having only ever lived here in this city. She brings us into a moment of doubt that she and her family had about living in Ottawa, but they ultimately decided to stay, giving Hannah the opportunity to complete her degree at Carleton University, an experience that's become an important part of who she is today. Okay, let's begin with Emma's audio portrait titled Ryan the Nomad. Emma, over to you. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Emma Poole. I am a fourth year communications and media studies student at Carleton University. Um, I just want to say, hey, welcome, welcome to my space. I'm so glad you're here. I have a very special project that I want to share with you today. Why is it so special, you may ask? Well, it's special because I recorded it with one of my dearest friends, Ryan, and we explore the topic, or the very intimate topic, I should say, of home. For him, um, home is rather hard to quantify because it's forever changing and evolving. I think that Ryan has a very unique perspective on this topic, so without further ado, Here's my audio portrait presentation with my best friend, Ryan. Hi, my name is Ryan Ui, or uh, my parents like to call me Zuhan, since that was my uh, given name. 
I was born and raised in Malaysia in a town called Kota Kemuning in a state of Selangor where you probably wouldn't know where that is. I've lived there for the past 20 years of my life, or actually the first 20 years of my life, um, before moving halfway across the world to Ottawa in the fall of 2018. And ever since I got here, I've been living in multiple places. So I've always been moving around the city um, through multiple leases and through various locations. But when I think of home, I think, wow, that's like a, that's a really hard one. Call like one place home. It's going to be really dishonest for me and to you. But more importantly, me, because that would just wouldn't define me. Because I really much would consider Ottawa and Malaysia both like very important places I would call home. Malaysia was pretty much where it all started, right? It was where I was like raised. It was where I was taught to to be, to act, to react. Um, but also by being away from that place, by being in Ottawa, it really has allowed me to express myself. And I really feel a lot more comfortable in my own skin, talking the way I am and having the, the, the hair I want to have without being past judgment on, you know? Um, and I think that's really uh, important and apparent because I'm really away from the cultural and religious oppression and bias that and that I've been raised with. I would also con- consider like Ottawa like a like a more f- home as well because due to like the deeper connections, uh, social connections that I've made through like the people and friends and the community here in Ottawa. Um, but I think like when most people think of home they think of like, well, like a person, you know, their parents or like a place, their hometown or like their dog, like something that's really like, they really tether themselves to something they really relate to. But I think for me, living this um, very nomadic lifestyle has allowed me um, to call multiple places home. And that's what I think has defined me so far. And that's something that I, that I choose to accept and not really let go of. And I'm really proud of. I think as of right now, I would really say in the most basic sense, home is where, you know, where there's a roof over my head, where there's uh, food on the table for me to eat. And I think most importantly, people don't admit it, but at the end of the day, having a comfortable place to take a really comfortable dump in, which is what where I would really call home. And I guess on a deeper level, home is really where I surround myself with people that, you know, I'm interested in or people that... I want to get to know more or people that I really care about. Um, and that, that extends to like friends and family and I think the deeper connections within. I really can't, you know, give you a definition, like, like a very conventional or, you know, a typical definition of what or where home is. But I think for me, being able to share a space and a moment with someone that I intentionally want to be with is a place where I would call home. And I think that's important to me. For my soundscape composition, I choose a place with special meaning to me, Nan Luo Gu Xiang Hatang. Hatang is the pulse of Beijing and also the place where the ordinary Beijinger lived. Through this workshop, I want to let more people know that Beijing is not only a commercialized big city, but also has many unique things hidden in Hatons. I would use my recorder to convey this sound to all people. Hatton is the most original sound in the city, and it's also the sound of Beijing, 
which the boys I remember most vividly in the city where I was born and raised. With the arrival of subway station, I came to a place with some unique memories, Nanluo Guxiang Hatang. As a native Beijinger, Hatang is a place of different meanings for every generation. As soon as I stepped into the street, all the memories of my childhood in Hatang came rushing back to me. Remember that there was a lane in front of grandma's house deep and long. About a dozen families lived there. On weekends, the Hatan would be crowded with many children. Hatang has witnessed the vicissitudes of Beijing and China's history in each era. I walked in the Hatang, saw the life of old Beijing people, the familiar sense that passed before me. Especially in autumn, people are wearing thick coat, yellow leaves have covered the road. It's a fascinating picture. There are many such chess tables in Beijing Hatangs, and it has a long history. It's usually five or six old grandpas gathered around, and sometimes will come some spectators for fun. These grandpas would quarrel over chess, and it was quite interesting. With the coming of autumn wind, pieces of leaves are blowing down. The sanitation worker was swiping the fallen leaves on the ground and humming a tune. At dusk, 
A flock of pigeons flew over the roof of the old bungalow, leaving a whistling of pigeons. This image continued throughout my childhood. At that time, when I was walking in the hot towns during school or after school, I could see them circling around the house and stare at them in the days. Every time I hear that, I feel like it's coming home, and my mind will calm down. My name is Hannah, and for my Module 3 audio documentary assignment, I chose to explore place and identity growing up within the city of Ottawa. Ottawa is a city I have lived in my whole life and is where I have been able to create my identity through my different lived experiences. In my audio documentary, I interviewed my mother and brother where we discussed our favorite memories growing up and why we decided to stay in Ottawa. I then discussed how Carleton University has been an important part of my life growing up and what my relationship is to this school. This project allowed me to explore my personal journey living in this city and the experience throughout that have shaped my identity, ultimately leading me to where I am now, a fourth-year Carleton University undergraduate. Growing up, the idea of school had always been hard for me. I was a shy kid in the classroom and was often afraid to speak up. I was never excited or intrigued by the thought of school, and had an overall lacking confidence in myself for most of my life. I was afraid to share my ideas with others and developed an anxiety around it, where I was put off by the entire idea of school. My personal journey to Ottawa is not all that interesting. I was born here and have lived here my whole life. I've lived in the same house for most of my life and in the same neighborhood for my entire life. I have only ever lived in one other house, which actually happens to be in the same neighborhood. I went to elementary school around the corner from my house and high school a couple streets away. This area is all I have really known for my entire life. On the other hand, my parents, Helen and Alan, have lived all over the place. England, Scotland, Ukraine, France, and finally, they landed in Ottawa, where me and my brother have both grown up. My brother was born in England, and when he was still young, my family three, soon to be four, made the move to Ottawa, where I was born, and for my parents to work. My parents used to speak about moving back to England or France to settle down, however, we became stuck in Ottawa due to one reason or another. My parents now had jobs here and my brother and I were beginning to make friends at school, creating our lives in the city of Ottawa. Did you ever consider moving back to the UK at any point? Yes, I did consider it, but the older the children got, the more into the Canadian school system they got. So we just decided to stay. And I just got more and more um, into the Canadian lifestyle and just liked it more and more. And in the end, just, just, just took Canadian citizenship and um, just decided to stay longer than we ever intended to. And now it's just part 
of uh, our lives. I, we may go back, I may go back to the UK in the future when I'm retired, but for the moment, quite happy to stay in Canada. Are there certain things you like about living here versus in England? Yes, the one thing I like about living here better than England is the shops are open later here than in England. In England, the shops close at five o'clock on the dot and you can't, even if you wanted a pint of milk or a loaf of bread, you can't get it. But here, the shops stay open until 11 o'clock at night and sometimes later. So it's such a convenient place to live. That's really one of the things I love about Canada is that you really can shop at any hour of the day or night. My extended family lives in the UK, and when me and my brother were younger, we'd often go visit both England and Scotland. This allowed us to see places outside of our hometown and to experience where my parents grew up. My favorite memory was climbing on the monuments as a kid and going to the castles with my family and uh, getting feeding the ducks and getting bitten by the ducks and being scared of the ducks for a long time of my life. My aunt, my uncle, uh, my grandma in England, and the rest of my family. It's very nice to go visit them, and I would very much like to do so again soon. Even though much of my family is from overseas, I don't often associate the UK as being part of my personal identity. I have different feelings surrounding the relationship to that part of my life that are different than what I associate with my personal identity. Traveling to see my family is still a huge part of my life, but it is not the place where my life was created. Moving along, my dad got a job at Carleton here in Ottawa and introduced me to the school when I was still young. At Carleton, I went to spring break camp and summer camps growing up, where me and my dad would often meet during the lunch hour and spend time together during our day. I became excited to pursue a future at this school and aspired to be like those I had seen when I was younger. From then on, attending Carleton had always been my goal. Seeing Carlton with my dad made me all the more excited to continue doing it once attending Carlton after high school and being able to go to his workshop whenever I needed a break. I was excited to continue doing the things we had done while I was there at camp, like having lunch together or simply going to see him if I had a break in my day. As mentioned before, the thought of school had always given me anxiety. However, after being introduced to Carlton in this approachable way, I had a newfound appreciation for school and was no longer intimidated. All these little aspects were very meaningful to me and brought me comfort when the idea of school had always been hard. I had considered potentially going somewhere else outside of Ottawa for school to experience something new and unknown. However, I had my mindset on attending Carleton from my early years, being able to see my dad and spend more time around my family. I was 15 when my father died. He passed away in early 2016 during my sophomore year of high school. 6UT1. The number you have reached is not in service. Now that a part of me was missing, I was unsure if this place was still a part of my life. We debated moving back to England to live with our family out there, but ultimately decided to stay where we were. 
When the time came to choose where to go to university after high school, I had the opportunity to leave the city and start somewhere new. And at this point, I was unsure if I still wanted to go to Carleton, knowing that my father would no longer be there like I had been expecting. People advised me not to go to Carleton if I wasn't ready, and that I could choose to go somewhere else if I wanted. But most of my life, I had envisioned going to this school, and decided I still wanted that experience. Living in this city my entire life, I was not ready to leave it behind. My identity is deeply entrenched within this city, and I decided to stay to complete my university years. I have many different memories attached to Carlton, from visiting my dad's workshop, riding on the carts through the tunnels, and going to camp here. My relationship to the school has always brought me joy, and growing up here, I was not ready to simply let that go. Despite what happened, my emotions toward Carlton remained. I still had all intentions of going there after high school, and was very excited to be accepted. In the back of my mind, I knew that my experience might be tough, seeing the places I had been to with my father and reliving a time in my life that was happier in a different way. Even though my experience is not what I had envisioned, it has become a central part of my identity. I had never given much thought to how this city and the places I've been have affected and shaped who I am. These places are part of my identity and will be with me for life. My entire life has been created within this city, and these places have had a great influence and impact in my everyday life, becoming more than simply where I grew up and where I'm attending school. This is where my story began, and the places within it have shaped my identity. I could have ended up anywhere in the world to grow up, from England to France or somewhere else in Canada, but I'm glad I ended up right where I am. Thanks very much for tuning in to this episode of The Place of Sound. But before I sign off, a couple of quick notes. A reminder that what we've listened to here on this show is only a fraction of the work produced in association with this project. If you're interested in checking out more, have a look at theplaceofsound.ca, where you're not only able to hear this audio work, but also to see some of the original photos and the writing that students produce to go along with the audio. There's also a featured work section on the site's blog where you can access some notable individual projects. And in the classes section, you can have a look at the portfolio websites designed by students themselves, which host every project produced in the course. And lastly, under the listen link, you're able to access the show's archive and listen back to any episode of the show that you'd like to hear. But in the meantime, Keep your ear out for upcoming episodes of the show, which air on CKCU Radio every other Monday at 6.30pm and are available wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Place of Sound.